0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Federal government announcing plans to develop Canada's long-awaited black justice strategy. Now, Ottawa committed to doing this back in the 2021 federal election campaign. And this week, we heard from the Department of Justice that said this plan, the strategy is going to identify... Ways to Address Systemic Discrimination and Anti-Black Racism in Canada's Criminal Justice System. And there's no question, none at all, that this new plan is needed. For instance, this is just one little nugget in this whole conversation we're about to have, that despite making up less than 4% of Canada's population, 8% of the prison population in this country are black. But here's the question, too is will this strategy weed out systemic racism in our criminal justice system? Well, let's ask an expert. Zilla Jones is a criminal defense and human rights lawyer with Jones Law Office in Winnipeg and joins us now on the Roy Green Show. Zilla, how are you today?
1: I'm well, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm fantastic. Thanks for joining us on this weekend. You work in Canada's justice system. How would you you evaluate... Um, this system when it comes to discrimination and anti-Black racism?
1: Well, I think our justice system has a long way to go still. Um, I do see a lot of um, inequities in the system on a daily basis. And they start from a point of policing where certain communities and certain people are over-policed. So we've heard a lot about racial profiling. And I will often have cases that start with a car full of young black men gets pulled over for no no particular reason. And the police kind of poke around and they look and maybe somebody has a warrant or maybe somebody has some drugs or something they're not supposed to have. But the thing is that's happening in cars full of people of other races as well. They're just not getting pulled over. So there's an over, over focus on the black community as well as indigenous communities as well. And then those inequities continue through the system. So we often see um, with sentencing that Black individuals are receiving longer and disproportionately harsh sentences. They are more subject to mandatory minimum sentences than others. And then once they get into the correctional system, we know there's problems with parole as to who gets granted parole. Indigenous and Black offenders are less likely to get early release. They are more likely to be victims of abuses in custody by staff. And... So we see this thread throughout the system of worse outcomes and inequities.
0: As part of this strategy finally announced by the federal government, black communities across Canada are going to be consulted by a steering committee. Are you going to be on that committee? And either way, what information do you anticipate is going to be collected?
1: Yes, I um There are two report writers. So myself and Dr. Kwasi Owusu-Bempa are going to be writing the final report for this strategy. And so we attend all the steering group meetings, which also have, I believe, there's seven other individuals from across the country. So they represent Black communities in uh, Winnipeg, in Toronto, in Montreal. I think Halifax is represented. Um, I think British Columbia is. So they are a cross-section of different, different provinces. And we are to meet regularly, so once a month, twice a month, and determine the direction that the consultations will go. And then there will be consultation sessions with the communities on the ground in all the major centers across Canada where people will be invited that have had experiences with the justice system, whether they've been an accused, whether there's somebody that has had interactions with police, whether they have a family member in the justice system, maybe they work in the justice system. um, They will share what their concerns are with us, and then that will hopefully be incorporated into the report. And so it is the hope that this will be very much driven by the communities on the ground and by the grassroots.
0: Zilla Jones is a criminal defense and human rights lawyer with Jones Law Office in Winnipeg, and it's going to be a part of this steering committee that will be visiting communities across this country to formulate this Black justice strategy. When it comes to this plan, it's aiming to... Uh, reform, uh, modernize the, the criminal justice system. What pillars must be in place to make this work?
1: Well, I think the challenge in addressing issues in the justice system is that it's really the end of a number of other failures. So by the time people are involved in the justice system, they've been through the education system. They've been through a child welfare system. They've been through health um, healthcare system. They have had employment or not had employment, not had training. So, there's a number of pieces that lead to people becoming involved in the criminal justice system. So, we can't fix all of that quickly. This is an evolving and time consuming task. So, our goal is to identify the areas where there can be changes made that can be done relatively quickly. So, there will be some changes that can be made and can take effect soon. And then there will be others that I think will have to be more long term or perspective or hopeful for the future as to how we go forward in trying to keep people out of the justice system in the first place.
0: There has been a growing discussion in this country about reforming Canada's bail system. Is that going to be part of this black justice strategy?
1: I know bail is a hot topic right now, and I'm sure you've probably heard a lot about that. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about bail. So the vast majority of people on bail are not. Reoffending or offending, and it's the sensational cases that we tend to hear about that then scare people and they start wanting to change bail. So, if anything, the bail system is already inequitable towards people that don't have money, of which indigenous, black, and other people are overrepresented. So there is a constitutional right to bail that is in the charter that states that individuals entitled to reasonable bail. So you can't really reform the bail system without having in mind that there's a right to bail. And it's only to be denied if the Crown is able to demonstrate that there will be a risk to public safety. They can't speculate. They can't guess. They can't assume there will be. They have to show there is a risk to public safety that cannot be addressed by some other measure, whether it's having a surety, having a cash deposit, having curfew, having restrictions. And so only when a judge has exhausted all of that can they deny bail. That's been the law for a very long time. Obviously, this committee, we can't change the Constitution. We can't change the law. We can't change what the Supreme Court has already said. Certainly, the government can try to make changes if if they wish, but they have to be in compliance with the Constitution. So I think at this point, we don't have, in terms of the steering group and the, the report writers, we're not coming in with preconceived notions. So we're not coming in saying we have to do this about bail. We have to do that about bail. We're here to listen And if concerns about bail are coming up, whether it's concerns about bail being too easy to get, whether it's bail being too hard to get, our job is to bring those concerns forward and make recommendations. So at this point, I think we're open to any possible comments that might be made, but we don't have a preconceived idea of what should happen with bail.
0: As you probably already know, there is going to be a lot of heavy lifting ahead. When do you start meeting with the public and? And ultimately, how soon would you like to see this strategy, whatever it ultimately looks like, how how soon would you like to see it implemented?
1: Well, they have provided timelines. So the government's timelines are that the consultations are to start imminently. So we've already been having uh, scheduling discussions about when to have a steering group meeting. And the intention, I believe, is to have those meetings in the spring. So March, April, May, to be having those consultations. They would like to have a draft of the report completed by December and the final report out in March, April 2024, and then start implementing right away where possible. So this is, this is on a tight timeline, and it's going to be happening.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green.